You're listening to Music Tectonics. Welcome back to Music Tectonics, where we go beneath the surface of music and tech. I'm your host, Dimitri Vitsa. I'm also the CEO and founder of Rock, Paper, Scissors. We're a PR firm that specializes in music tech, and we launched the Music Tectonics podcast along with the Music Tectonics conference last year in 2019, and we did the conference in Los Angeles. We launched it to bring together the entire community of innovators, whether they're from the music industry or the tech side, that are kind of meeting in that Venn diagram overlap between music and tech. And we're just doing our best to build the community, create the conversations, and uh, and move the whole field forward. So uh, Music Tectonics, the conference, we're not going to meet in person this year because we want everyone to be safe, but we still want people to get business done. So we've rethought the entire way that we're doing the conference. Yes, of course, we're We're going online October 27th and 28th, but we're also really thinking about what it is we want people to get out of that experience. And we really want to focus on these kind of futurist and tactical top level ideas, but also have a chance to get business done, to meet one-on-one, to meet in small groups, to give uh, presenters and sponsors and VIPs a chance to have those conversations, but also open up that networking experience to everyone who attends the conference. So if you're interested in learning more, make sure to check out musictectonics.com sign up for our newsletter and you can see some of the speakers we've lined up so far. We're going to continue announcing those folks and having some of those folks on. Now, we cover a lot of topics in the Music Tectonics conference and in the podcast, but one that we've never really talked about is investment in music. Um, And so I'm excited today because our guest is somebody who's trying to build a great solution in that world. Um, I would like to welcome Adam Cowherd. He's the CEO and founder of Amplify X, calling in from Los Angeles. Adam, how are you doing? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me today, Dimitri. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I'm excited to have this conversation. Um, Let's just jump right in. What is Amplify X? So Amplify X is a platform that allows people to invest into artists. And this creates a new financing solution for artists and a new asset class that investors have access to. That's, That's really interesting. We'll get into the details of how that works, but why did you start Amplify X? I just saw a huge opportunity in the marketplace where artist financing doesn't seem like it's been really revolutionized in the last 50 years. And then investors are constantly looking for alternative asset classes. Like for example, the last one we saw brought to market was crypto, which today has a $300 billion market cap. Wow. So um, what's your connection to music? So music is one of my passions. That's something I grew up playing like in five like different bands, everything from pop punk to hard rock and indie acoustic. And I kind of coupled that with my domain expertise in finance because worked in New York for a few years with lots of the biggest banks and then moved out to LA about two years ago. Gotcha. So we've seen others enter into this artist investment space. First, I want to ask you, um, how big do you think the potential market is? You just talked about crypto being this $300 billion new asset class. How big do you think this asset class of music could be? I think it's basically a limitless potential because when you think about it, almost every single person in the world listens to music. The average American spends 27 hours a week, I believe, listening to music in some sort of capacity. Wow. Gotcha. So you just see this huge potential and there is no easy path for investment. Exactly. 
So how did AmplifyX become the first and only SEC-compliant platform for investing in musicians? That seems like a pretty um, amazing differentiator. Absolutely. So most of the team actually comes from financial backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And so when we decided to do this, we wanted to make sure we did it right. Because we saw that some of the players in the space are not doing it that way. And we thought that we could build a lot of consumer trust and confidence by making sure we're fully compliant. So has anyone else, do you know if anyone else has tried to become compliant with SEC? So I've heard some stories, but it'd kind of be hearsay. Yeah. Is it pretty hard to do that? <laughs> it's taken us about six months of very, very complex applications, contracts, and going back and forth with many different lawyers involved. So gotcha. I would definitely say... I learned a lot during the process, especially about FINRA, which is one of the regulating bodies in the space. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. I noticed in your materials that you're you're also compliant with FINRA. What does that stand for? What does that mean? So I believe it's the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority. And basically, they are the governments for all broker dealers and funding portals, which are basically banks and investment platforms in the U.S., so that would allow this asset class eventually to be not only invested in, but then traded as well. Exactly. That's a big part of our future goal. Oh, that's, that's really interesting. So knowing that that's where you could go down the road, you're kind of planting the foundational seeds and how it's structured so you can actually get there without having to like undo everything. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's, let's, let's ask the kind of question that startups are always asked. What problem are you trying to fix? And what evidence do you have that this is a problem? So from a problem standpoint, I think it's that artists don't really have that many alternatives in the financing space. And I also saw this massive opportunity on creating an asset class around royalty ownership. So when you put those two things together, that's really where AmplifyX was born. Well, when you talk about artists having access, do they need capital? Um, do they, what, what do they do now for that? And, and why is it not working? So today you can either find private funders, you can go sign a deal with a record label, or you can get some sort of publishing advance if you have traction. And we just wanted to bring more of a venture capital type model to the industry as well where you could get investments from fans and investors and people you really care about and let them share in that upside while keeping complete control and ownership of your IP. But do artists have a problem with the, the label deal or the private investment model that exists today? So from a private investment model, I think that the artist... It's just difficult because not all artists have access to that type of investment capital. Mm -hmm. And then from the label model, I won't really speak on that too much, but we've seen many, many artists voice their concerns with how the record industry treats them. Gotcha. Um, so is there any other evidence that you've seen? I mean, are you looking at news stories or any kind of data that, that shows that artists, more artists need a different uh, investment model? Or is this more based on kind of like just knowing how finance works and and just looking at it and saying, mm, there's clearly something missing that we've seen more mature, become more mature in other industries? So it's a little bit of that. Plus, we've been seeing a lot of royalty advances companies coming up, like Scale by STEM is a great example, 
where they give you up to a year of your royalties today for a fee. And then you pay that back over a six month to two year period, depending on the terms. And we wanted just to create something where it's a revenue share right off the top. So there's not recouping. It's just a revenue share for the specified period of time. Gotcha. So you're not like indebted to whatever your investor is at that point, but your investor becomes a partner as you make money and they're taking as much risk as you. Exactly. And in addition, they're going to act as de facto ambassadors for you. Because if you're invested in something, you're going to tell everybody you know about that. So I think this is going to create some intrinsic virality in this space. Do you think fans have the desire and the ability to invest in music? I believe that they do. We're actually seeing Gen Z and millennials adopt financial products and fintech solutions much, much more rapidly than previous generations. Hmm. For example, one of my uncles is actually a principal at a school in Michigan, and he actually had to ban Robinhood on the servers because there were so many kids day trading. This is a high school? This is a high school. <laughs> Are they old enough to day trade? Lots of them know. So that's a major reason why that had to happen. Whoa. So here we are worried about TikTok uh, ruining classroom behavior and distracting kids from the important stuff. Instead, these kids are like actually building their careers while they're still underage. Exactly. And some of them are really good at it. And TikTok actually has an entire niche for day traders. Wow. That, <laughs> that that's, that's really cool. I hadn't thought about um, teenagers doing that. Mm -hmm. So what did you learn from the four years working for Ernst & Young that you've applied to AmplifyX? Obviously, almost every answer that you've had so far is probably informed by that. But are, when you step back at the 10,000-foot level, or even as you think about the last several months of getting this off the ground, where, where are you thinking about things that, that really came from that, that experience in, in kind of the banking and finance world? So first and foremost, a lot of my old like bosses and partners they're actually investors in AmplifyX. So wow. I wouldn't have been able to build this without their belief in me. In addition, just the experience I had from managing teams, building complex fintech solutions and doing digital transformations at lots of these financial clients gave me the know-how to apply that at my own business. Got you. Can you talk a little bit about what your role was at Ernst & Young? You, your title had something to do with innovation. Correct. So for the first two and a half years, I lived in New York and did digital transformations and built management information systems at lots of the biggest banks and credit card companies. Then about two years ago, I moved out to Los Angeles to help Ernst & Young build out their innovation department. So essentially what we would do is we would help companies like Fortune 500s create innovation factories and launch proof of concept solutions, how to build teams, how to effectively scale and manage new businesses that are that may be adjacent or outside of their core business and how to really invest in that disruptive innovation. That's cool. All right. So you've got some you've got some good uh, credibility there for, from that experience, I'm sure. Um, so since, since you, I, you're, you're pre-launch at this point, right? We are. Hopefully, beta is going to be out later this month. Okay. So later in August. Um, so since you're pre-launch, it's probably too early to ask about traction. Um, what do you see as the path to success in terms of onboarding artists that will really be able to rally a big enough fan base to make this work? So I think setting clear expectations for the artists from the beginning 
and then having a very clear and simple to follow pathway to getting onto the platform is gonna be paramount. So we've made sure to design all of our materials to make them very accessible and easy to understand for artists. In addition, I think once you have a few artists, all artists are kind of interconnected in some sort of complex web. So they're gonna bring additional users and additional artists to the platform. And are you aiming for a particular kind of strata of artists in terms of, um, you know, uh, formerly major label to kind of, you know, second tier to maybe like indie DIY uh, or, or are you going for all levels? So we're really going for all levels. We, I would say we have two different tracks though. The one track is emerging artists. So artists who have over 50,000 monthly listeners on Spotify and over 20,000 engaged fans across other social media. Mm -hmm. And then the other is more legacy artists who either had label deals and want to get out of it, want some sort of liquidity events, and they still own their publishing rights or something to that nature. So tell me, what is the business and revenue model for Amplify X as a company? So keeping it simple, we take a transaction fee of the raise amount, and then we create secondary trading markets, or we will create secondary trading markets in the future. So can you talk about sort of what the, what the percentage is that you get in on the original deal? So how we think about the original deal is it's basically just to cover cost and give us a zero customer acquisition cost for our artists. And where the real money comes is from trading. Interesting. Okay. So, but that's, that's something that'll emerge later. Exactly. We've got, we're starting the process for that, but it's going to be a little bit of time because there are some restrictions that the SEC imposes on assets of this type. Got you. Well, that, that will get very interesting when, when people have a, have the Amplify X app on their phone and they're just literally trading investments in different artists. That sounds like tons of fun. Exactly. That's what we're trying to do. And just really excited to actually be able to launch this because we've had the tech built and ready since December. And it's really been a lot of this FINRA and SEC compliance recently. And is there a minimum investment that'll be required? So the artist is actually going to be able to decide that. But on our end, anything $25 or more, we want to make sure that it's accessible to everyone. And are there minimum rounds for the artists to be going after? I don't think we would do anything under ten or $15,000. Gotcha. So it's kind of like a Kickstarter. You set a goal, mm-hmm. everybody invests, but then instead of just getting a premium or a product, they're getting an investment. Exactly. We're then on a annual or biannual basis. They're actually going to get a check from that artist based off their earnings and royalty statements. And are you going to be processing the payments out to investors? So we're going to definitely help and support the artist with the right tools and infrastructure, but it is technically up to the artists themselves and their management teams. Um, so why would artists want to get investors versus just grinding it on their own, going for a traditional label or publisher deal? I think it's just to maintain that control because from the conversations we've been having with artists is there's this growing trend of independence in the market because of people like Chance the Rapper and Macklemore and others who have made being independent cool. In addition, they're showing how profitable it can be. 
So capital always, it doesn't always make you successful, but it accelerates the outcome. So when you have that ability to raise capital, you're able to try and promote your work. And as a result, you're going to get to the desired outcome, hopefully a lot sooner than if you were just to try to do it completely on your own. Right. What do you see happening in the larger, larger culture that's leading to this, this, this uh, sort of moment where artists are kind of trading in those traditional business agreements for retaining more control? I mean, this has got to be broader than just music as well. What, what are you seeing there? I'm seeing a complete trend where artists are just entrepreneurs, they're businesses. And the long-term vision for Amplify X is to create a marketplace where any type of creator can raise capital for their projects and then allow their fans and investors to participate in their future. Right. So what's next for Amplify X? I mean, obviously you have to launch your beta, I guess. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners about what's coming down the pike? I think beta is going to be the biggest determiner of success yeah. where we're also starting to raise our seed financing round, which has been a really exciting opportunity because I've never raised major outside financing before. And just really excited to see what the future holds. We've got a great team behind us and they do bring a lot of experience in both startup and corporate. So I think we're in a really strong position to help a lot of artists and a lot of investors. So regardless of whether somebody might be an artist looking uh, interested in this model of investment or a fan, what should they do if they want to find out more? They should head over to www.amplifyx.com and they'll be able to find a ton of information on the website. And if they do have any additional questions, feel free to reach out to me directly at adam at amplifyx.com. Awesome. Well, this has been fun. I, I mean, it's done, we, we did a kind of a quick dive into what you're up to and thinking about the whole investment space for, for artists and fans. Um, so I really appreciate you coming on to the podcast, Adam. Thanks again for having me, Dimitri. Really appreciate it. So thank you for listening to Music Tectonics. Uh, please hit subscribe on your favorite podcasting app and check out musictectonics.com to find out about our conference coming up October 27th and 28th, 2020. It's an online conference. Also, check out app.musictectonics.com. We have now launched an app that's specifically for innovators in the music technology community. This is almost like a vanilla Facebook where the only people there are interested in music tech you can post questions, you can share articles, comment on articles. I do a live stream there every Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern about one of the seismic shifts taking place in the music tech space. And you can also meet people. There's a, a way to connect directly and message with folks too. So that's at app.musictectonics.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll have more episodes soon. You're listening to Music Tectonics.